evening. Of course, we all know that Sunday was Father's Day. If you are a dad, I want to say happy belated uh, Father's Day to you. I hope that you enjoyed a special day. You got to relax. You had a special meal prepared for you. So I hope that it was a wonderful day for you. I also want to say happy belated Father's Day to those who are not biological fathers, but who have stepped in to this very important role. And of course, we cannot forget the many moms out there who serve the role as both father and mother. So if you've had a chance to listen to um, the interview that I did on this week in interview with Anthony Drago, you will remember that I said that although my father was in the house, he was certainly not present in our lives. So my mom pretty much took on the role of mother and father. So happy Father's Day to the women like my mom who have taken on the role of both um, father and mother. So today we want to celebrate the strength of the people in our lives. If you remember from last week, we talked about how do you draw strength from a relationship or relationships you've never had. And today that is exactly what our guest Sheehan Shannon Robin will be discussing with us. Imagine if you will, not having any of the support of the significant people in your life as a child, not the support of your parents who seemingly abandon you, not the support of your teachers when you turn to them for support, and not even the support of your church, which hopefully we, we would expect to step in in a situation like this. Would you have become the person you are today well, this was the life of our next guest, Sheehan Shannon Robin. Let us welcome him as he explains to us how he was able to forge his own way and create success despite not having the success of many of the significant people in his life. Today, we are joined by Sheehan Shannon Robin. We talk a lot about uh, networking here on this show, and we, I actually had the pleasure of meeting Sheehan Robin through a WhatsApp group called Dominica Arts and Literary. So again, we see the importance of networking and meeting new and interesting people that we can learn from. So Sheehan, um, Sheehan Robin, is the creator and owner of Universal Martial Arts Academy. It is actually an internationally recognized martial arts academy with its headquarters in Dominica and a branch in Canada. And he is currently joining us from his branch in Canada, which is where he spends half of the year, six months in Canada, and I I'm assuming the other six months in Dominica. So welcome, uh, Sheehan Robin. So we can get to know you a little bit better. Can you tell us where you were born and raised, where you currently reside? I think I just answered that question. <laughs> <laughs> and what a typical day looks like for you. 
Um, okay, sure. My name is Shian Shana Robin Esquire. I am from Dominica, a little village of Margaret. I was born in Margaret. Um, I grew up in Margaret, Portsmouth, um, Roseau, there, uh, partly. And um, yeah. Good, good, good. So go ahead and tell us some challenges that you faced early uh, growing up in Dominica. Well, uh, <laughs> wow. Um, this is a very technical, uh, tough uh, question for me every time because my whole childhood was very challenging. And one of the challenges that I faced as a young boy was that I wasn't wanted by my mom. And that really hurts me a lot and to the point where she gave me to my grandmother because she was poor as well and she couldn't take care of me. So she um, definitely, you know, she used to always tell me, you know, she wished she had an abortion and, and she wished she, she didn't have me. And for many, many years, I carried that burden until my late 30s when I found out the truth, why she, why she treated me like that. Another childhood um, challenge that I had was you know, I was very unfortunate in the point of um, not having early childhood education. I started primary school when I was about six and a half, seven years old. Um, I didn't learn to read until I was 14 years of age. Um, another childhood challenge that I had was, you know, I spent a lot of time being hungry and being left alone because my grandmother was a farmer and she would have to leave me and travel over five miles so that she could um, tend to the farm and stuff while I had to take care of myself to send myself to school, etc., etc. But it's so many things. Um, but that is just because you know, just three, just to mention three of the main stuff, but so many different things that I face in terms of childhood challenges, you know. So, so, so Sheehan uh, Robin, wow, that is incredible. And thank you so much for being willing to be open and honest with us about those challenges. I can imagine that it was especially difficult for you knowing that your mom had thoughts of abortion oh, in yeah. terms of carrying you. How were you able to push past that particular challenge knowing that information? Well, you know, I, I always wanted to be great. I always wanted to be somebody special because you know, when you're being put down so many times by your loved ones, by your family, you're being told that you'll monk to nothing. Um, you, you tend to drown your sorrow one in what we call playing all the time, um, going fishing, going climbing, doing the mischievous things that boys do. Um, that was one way of drowning my, my problems. The other thing was um, doing martial arts um, from the age of eight years old and running away from my grandmother to go practice in what we call backdoor martial arts. And that was another way of drowning my problems. And another way was just being mischievous in the neighborhood, you know, and you know, to the point where people would beat the children uh, or um, tell the children from refrain from playing with me because I was such a bad influence then, you know, but um, it is what it is. And uh, you know, um, yeah, but it was, it, my, my whole spirit was a spirit of, proving everybody wrong you know saying that one day and at the time i used to look at a lot of bruce lee movies a lot of um van damme movies a lot of cynthia rough rock movies and i used to say one day i want to be like these people and i think those having a, 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 a an imaginary role model gives you hope for the better future you know what i mean so so that is um, 
so that is some powerful information on so many levels. So again, thank you for sharing with us. And yeah. it seems like you were able to find distractions to be able to cope with a very difficult um, childhood. Right. Now yeah. you also mentioned finding opportunities in martial arts. And I'm just wondering, where did you find those opportunities in Dominica? Well, martial arts in the 70s was um, very harsh in Dominica. Um, but when I was a little boy, um, I used to watch, go by my neighbor and watch a lot of Kung Fu movies. And I used to go in the back door, in the backyard, and practice those moves that I see on TV. We call that backdoor martial arts. And then I met a guy by the name of King, who used to live in a little, little, little um, community called um, Monte, um, Camp. And I used to go there, and I used to practice karate with King. Um, I didn't know what rank he was. I didn't know anything, but he was really good, uh, according to me. You know, and I used to run away from home to go and practice there. And then I stayed with him for a while until I was about 10, 11. And then King disappeared from nowhere. He just disappeared. <laughs> and then I picked up Shotokan Karate with a gentleman by the name of Otto Bruno, who was my karate teacher for about two to three years. So I stayed in Shotokan for a very long time. And then Otto Bruno disappeared, <laughs> you know, and don't know where he went. And then I, I, I had to, at that time, I was really struggling in school not learning to read, failing my exam, feeling this, feeling that, until I was technically kicked out of, high, of, um, of school. So I had to migrate to go meet my mother at that, that time. And that's when I ended up moving to Portsmouth. And just to fast forward, I, I, I started uh, ninjutsu there, and then I was doing qigong there. And then after my cousin told me about her a martial arts school, I was really close to my home, and then I went and stayed there. And that's when I found the donjutsu system. And I stayed in the donjutsu system for approximately 15 to 17 years until I became a master in the art, you know? So like, I, think, yeah. I, think, I think it is wonderful that, first of all, you found an escape from the yes. lack of support at home because yes. in our formative years, the most important support we need is from our immediate family. And since That's that right. was lacking in your life, you could have certainly have taken a very negative path. Without well, that, that support, you could have certain take, certainly have taken yeah. a very negative path. But it sounds like you were all, almost guided towards martial arts. Now, you talk a lot about the different types of martial arts. And you know, the average person like me, I have no, <laughs> idea. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. So right. if you could, just give us a very brief explanation of the different art forms when it comes to martial arts so we can have a little bit of a better understanding well we all know that origin of martial arts started in africa first and foremost then moved to india and then traveled all the way to china and so on and different countries developed different styles as shotokan karate you know was formed in japan okinawa japan taekwondo korea um aikido and all those come, those come from japan and um, you have different forms of martial arts. You have Aikido, Judo, Hapkido, uh, Taekwondo, um, complete martial arts, Jiu-Jitsu, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Capoeira. So what I study is a complete form of martial arts called Robin Ryu, which I developed. After so many years, I've been studying the martial arts since I was eight. I am now close to 40. So I've been studying so many different forms of martial arts. So I created my own system, just like Bruce Lee did just like uh, Billy Blanks did, just like many other masters who went before me did. And um, it's, it's very important to know that 
it all depends on what you're looking for as a person when it comes to martial arts. Are you looking for recreation? Are you looking for combat? Are you looking for self-defense? Are you looking for sports? It all depends on what you're looking for. Are you looking for uh, the Bushido, which is the health aspect of the martial arts, and the Qigong? Uh, we could go the Chinese aspect of it, which is the Wushu and the Shaolin and the Tai Chi. So it all depends on what you're looking for because there's a lot of variety out there. But with me, I'm like a one-stop shop because I was so hungry to learn and I was so eager to learn that I spent a lot of years studying different forms of martial arts, even spent over six months in China studying from the monks and the, the Tai Chi master themselves in Hunan province. So, so I think you're, you're a very important resource for us because I think what we're seeing is first of all, whatever level you, you are at, and if you're just interested in getting physically healthy, there's a place for you. That's if right. you're looking for self-defense, there's a place for you. That's so right. it, it's wonderful meeting you because I think a lot of people can learn a lot of different approaches to engaging in martial arts yes. with um, your knowledge and experience. So now let's talk about more specifically what you do. So in essence, did your um, company start in Dominica? Is that what you're saying? Yes, Universal Martial Arts was created from scratch or, or um, originally in Dominica um, because I always had the dream of forming my own martial arts um, system. Like I always wanted to be like Bruce Lee when I was growing up. And you know, I had the, the opportunity to to, to build my martial arts career from begging, by the way, uh -huh. going and knocking from doors to doors from the Ross University students, asking for a dollar, two dollars, and that's how I paid my martial arts fees, that's how I paid my, my, my tournament fees, that's how I paid my exam, that's how I traveled for many, many years. And um, I was homeless at one point and I was still teaching. And so universal martial arts is a very unique style that embraced the holistic part of life that someone can overcome life challenges. And a lot of my martial arts techniques had to be tested on the streets because I was a little black boy coming from this countryside, going and living in the city. And you know, at that time there was a lot of gangs and you know, you'll be tested because everybody want to know what you do. And very quick, I earned my respect on the streets because I grew up in the ghetto, I grew up on the streets. So very soon I earned my respect on the streets and that gave me the edge over my other friends and stuff like that. And from those trial and errors and putting it in a lab and testing the techniques, Universal Martial Arts was able to evolve and be created by me, you know, a, a, a humble master from a humble beginning. And I'm still a student, I'm still learning. Even if I'm the creator, I'm still learning, I'm still developing every day and moving from strength to strength. Yeah, so, so tru truly amazing, truly amazing work. And you know, you already answered one of the questions I was going to ask you in terms of, you sound like you came from such humble beginnings. How were you able to fund oh, a martial arts studio? But it seems like you have just been persistent and relentless and not, uh, and no shame in your game, knocking doors yeah. and earning every dollar to oh, be able man. to get to where you are now. So congratulations. Thank you, man. I used to, I used to, I used to cut people hedges. I used to wash bus by the side of the road. I used to barbecue chicken on the side of the road. I used to go scrub people's floors. I used to go planting vegetables. I used to work in a pizza shop. I used to do so many different things. I used to work in a place called Longhouse packing bananas. I did so many things that I could raise money so I could follow my passion and follow my dream. And that's why I said to people, if you have something that you believe in and something that really can change your life for the positive, do not 
make circumstances be your downfall. You will find a way if you're persistent and you're disciplined and you really want to do what you want to do, you will find a way to overcome whatever adversity or obstacle is there before you. And that's the key to success. But, but, but Sheehan Robin, I have to ask, because I'm sure a lot of our listeners have the same question in mind. Where does that strength come from within <laughs> you? Because statistically, you should have been another statistic oh, of yeah. a black man without a support system yeah. who fell through the cracks. So I am so interested in knowing where does that strength come from that just kept you going? You got knocked down time and time again oh, and man. you stood back up and you fought literally sometimes, right? Ah, uh, man, I'm telling you, I, sometimes, I get emotional sometimes when I talk about this because, uh, man, I, I, people ask me this question all the time. And I told them, you know, my strength comes from deep, deep down inside. And I believe in a higher power than myself. You know, I believe in that higher power. And, uh, you know, I wish I committed suicide when I was 22 years old, man. I was in a coma for, 20, for 24 hours, almost died. Many times, almost died. You know, and I, I was just, you know, when you, you know, like when you, when, you, when, you, when you live your whole life by people saying to you that you will turn out to be nothing. You'll turn out to be a bomb on the streets. You'll turn out to be a victim. Like your, everybody in your family, like everybody else. And there's a generational curse. I was like, you know what? I'm going to break that curse. I'm going to do what it takes to break that generational curse. So I started listening. I started reading books. I started teaching myself to read by stealing people's books from school so I could go home and practice to read. And I can say like text messages from cell phone. That really helped me. And I was dyslexic at one, you know, with numbers and stuff. And I wasn't going to give up. My, some of my teachers called me stupid. They told me I would never graduate. They told me I would do no. Like, but I was like, you know what? I just shove, I just take all of these negative energy and I just brush it off my back and I use it as a stepping stone to say, hey, look, like Muhammad Ali said, I'm going to show you how great I am. You know, but, I'm going to, you know what I mean? And but so that she was, had, but that she was my problem. Robin. How do we teach that type of tenacity to other people who come from such disadvantaged backgrounds? Because I'm just so amazed with what you had to overcome, not <laughs> only within your home, but even when you would look for support from teachers, oh, that it, it was lacking as well. So how can we teach the type of tenacity and discipline that you were able to develop within yourself all by yourself? Well, first of all, I'm going to tell people, you know, one of the things that I learned to do was to love myself. You know, if, when you're looking for love, because when you grow up with your father not loving you, you grow up with your mother not loving you, you grow up with your grandmother doing what the best that she can, and you grow up with your friends betraying you, at the end of the day, you got to turn to somebody, and that person you got to turn to is the, the higher power and yourself. And you have to have what you call self-love. You got to believe in yourself that you are the best person in the world and there's no other person like you on this planet. And you got to also tell yourself that I have the self-discipline and the self-confidence. Like I always teach my students, confidence is a man's best friend. And I mean that and I live by that. Why? Because confidence had to be my best friend in order for me to overcome all the adversities that I was going through. And I gravitate towards that self-confidence. I gravitate towards that self-discipline, that self-motivation. Looking at myself in the mirror, I'm being, 
I used to chastise myself like, hey man, you gotta do 10 more push-ups. And this is how I used to talk to myself. I used to look at myself in the mirror and I used to counsel myself. I never went to no counselor and I was a troubled child. I couldn't afford a counselor. You understand? Mm-hmm. People, some people didn't want to counsel. They didn't want to. I turned to the church. Even the church failed me at one time. So my spirituality came from me finding that mm-hmm. inner power, that inner strength to, to be able to overcome that adversary by being the best version of me. And martial arts gave me that opportunity. Martial arts gave me that opportunity. And I'll tell everybody, all my teachers abandoned me. Every single one of my teachers abandoned me at some point. But I never gave up. I keep going. King abandoned me. Porter Bruno abandoned me when he, he had to go by personal issue. Vincent Archibald abandoned me. King King abandoned all of them. Even my, my last teacher that I was with abandoned me, but I never gave up because I have my dream and I know what I want and I know my passion and I know my goal and I'm going for it no matter what. And I'm willing to die to make sure that other kids don't go through what I went through. And this is why universal martial arts, this is why I call it universal. Because at the end of the day, the teachings that from, come from this organization is a teaching that's going to help any child in any walks of life, any color, any race, anywhere around the world. And my vision was to bring all the different ethnic groups and colors under one roof to train in harmony with each other. That's humanity. That's so humanity. That, is, that is certainly some powerful information. And, and thank you for being with us to share this. And again, if you're okay. just joining us, we are speaking to Sheehan Robin. He's the founder and creator of Universal Martial Arts Academy, which is headquartered in Dominica, has a branch in Canada, but is an internationally recognized program where he trains people from all over the world. And he certainly shared a lot of powerful information of being abandoned by his family, his church, his teachers, and yet still finding that inner strength and that discipline to able to forge forward and to create the life that he envisioned for himself. So Sheehan Robin, I want to ask you, tell us a little bit more about your program. What does it entail? What should I expect if, for example, I signed on as a new student? Well, the first thing in universal martial arts, the first thing that we try to do, as you can see, Robin, we are the back. The, the R and Robin really represent the renewing of your mind. The first thing we try to do is to renew your mind. And then you have the U right at the end, which means uprooting of all negatives. But you can't uproot your negative unless you renew the mind. So the first thing we try to do is to renew the mind of every person who come into our system. That means we try to make you believe better in yourself. If you are weak, you get stronger. If you're suffering from anxiety, you renew your mind and now you can no longer suffer from loneliness and anxiety and stuff like that. So we, I am a very big fan of philosophy and I go deep into the philosophical part of things because that's what really helped me. And I, I teach a lot of using my stories and metaphors and stuff. So when someone walks through my door for Universal Martial Arts Academy, they must leave better than they came, they came in. They must leave a whole person. They must be empowered on every level, not just learning how to defend themselves with their hands and the legs, but being able to defend themselves by learning life defense. And life defense is what you need to survive out there in this cruel world that nobody really cares about you. And that's what my motto is. I'm best revenge is massive success. You got to teach the mindset, how to overcome bullying, how to overcome obstacle, how to overcome harassment, how to be strong in your mind and not let the system break you down. And at the same time, you're building your whole virtue, your whole character as a human being, as an individual, as a person to overcome adversities. 
first and foremost, and then everything else fall in line. Yeah, so you know, it's, 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 I keep saying amazing, but I, I just, I, I'm stunned. This is truly amazing information. And I think when most of us think of a sport like martial arts, we're thinking more in terms of the physical aspect. But speaking with you right now, there is so much more to it in terms of building our minds, in terms of having a stronger thought process to be able to face any sort of challenge that we come across in our lifestyle. So it's, it's great information that you're sharing with us. Now tell us, how did the opportunity to open a, a program in Canada, how did that come about for you? Well, you know, I've been representing martial arts in, uh, for a very long time. I'm a seven time world champion, uh, um, three times um, world world champion and defeated crown champion. So I've traveled a lot. I've traveled along uh, um, to many different countries around the States. But I always had a call in for Canada because I felt that Canada looked close to Dominica in the terms of the natural abilities and the rainforest and the rain and the, the water so clean and everything else. So I was gravitated to that. And um, I moved here um, to work in the movie industry for a little while. And uh, while working in the movie industry and stuff, when, before I left Dominica, I, I had a globalization in my mind to put Dominica on the map. And the globalization is to make my martial arts one of the most authentic, real, fun, exciting martial arts system in the world, but at the same time, real and deadly. And no bullshit, no, no BS, you know, sorry if I, I couldn't use that word, but no BS, you know what I mean? So you get the real deal. And that, so, um, so, so when I moved here, a lot of people told me, oh, it can't be done. A lot of people say, oh, you will never be able to do it. I'm living here all my life and you can't do it. I said, watch me, you know? And I went through struggles here too. I was, I was, doing jackhammering, I was doing painting, I was doing putting furnitures together, I was doing whatever I could and saving my money and saving and saving and saving. The bank has to be your best friend when you want to get out of poverty. I always tell that to people, make the bank your best friend. And I saved up and saved up and I start scouting and looking and moving around until this opportunity came by and I just jump on it and I, I, I just did it, you know, and it is God's will. It's, you know, when you have a calling, Nothing will stop you, you know, Absolutely. you have a calling, nothing will stop you. And that's one Absolutely. of the reasons why I wrote my books and all of those different things. Yeah, and, and it, it just seems like you're not afraid of hard work. That's yeah, what I'm, it boils down to. You're not afraid of hard work. Yeah, now, now, given... Yeah, given these hands, these <laughs> hands right here. If you see these hands right here, man, these hands are all hard work. And I've been zero so many times in my yeah. life that I'm not willing to take a risk. Absolutely. You know, because all I can do from that risk is learn. And yeah. when I learn, I go back to the drawing board and I come again. It's like fighting. I don't care if a guy beat me or not. If he beats me, I don't see that he's beating me. I'm see that me learning. And when he beats me, I learn from what I didn't do right, wrong, what I didn't do right, and what he was doing to make him the winner. I go back to my drawing board and I come and ask for a rematch. I take the same fighting aspect in the ring or in a tournament and I put it into my life because that's what it is. You gotta learn from your mistakes. You know what I mean? So everybody's my teacher. And this is where this whole stuff was born. This is how this was born. Yeah, so I, I know, I know that is a, this is a, a painful area for you. But now that you've achieved so much success, what is your relationships like? What is your family dynamics like? Have you healed those relationships at all? Well, right now, I'm motherless and I'm fatherless. But before my mommy died, I went to her and I forgave her. I told her I forgave her. Um, I was 27 years old when my mom first said she loved me and, I, and she was drunk at that time. Um, 
I went and get my mom and I, I took care of the same. She didn't want me to do martial arts, but guess what? When she died, all my students came and carried her coffin. The most beautiful I ever saw my mom was when she died in the most beautiful dress. And I paid for everything. I take care of her until her last breath. When she was suffering from cancer in the hospital, I used to get up, go on my farm, and then go back, take care of my little brother and sister, and then go bathe her in the hospital, and then go back to teach, because I was a high school teacher at the time. Uh, my father also died um, before, when I came back from China in 2016, I went and looked for my father. As soon as I came off the plane, I went and looked at my father, because while I was in China, I had a spiritual awakening, and I was like, you know, I got to forgive. And the most powerful thing that could ever come out of my mouth, like right now, nothing really stressed me to the point where I can't overcome it. You know, and I went to look for my dad and I sit there and I told my dad, man, I forgive you because he started to cry and he was like, I know I don't deserve your forgiveness. And I was like, yeah, I forgive you, you know, and he was blind. He couldn't see me. And, you know, he was in a very terrible shape. And I said to him, man, you know what? You didn't have to take care of me because all you had to do was give me this because he could have put me in a condom. You know, my mother could have come with abortion. But they let me see the sun. They let me see the sun. And that's all I needed to be able to see the sun. Then I know my purpose is calling, my calling. Then I have, you know, and, and that's very deep. That's very strong. Because not many people have that, that level of intellectual purpose in their head to, to, to look at it like that, you know. But the way, <laughs> that breath of life. So before my mom and my dad pass away, I make peace with them. And my heart is clear. My heart is clean. My conscience is clean. There's no hatred towards them. I love them all my way. And, you know I mean? and we, have, we have so much to learn from you. So much to learn from you. From <laughs> forgiveness, because we really forgive others for our own sake. And also the importance of not getting bogged down on what we cannot do. Because yep. you may not have been academically gifted, but there was a purpose for yeah. your life. So Great there's point. a difference be, between being at academically gifted and being analytical. That's and right. what you are is analytical. So yeah. whether you can understand, you know, a biology book, a chemistry book, that is insignificant because you found your strength in another area. Because a lot of times we put so much focus on academia and mind you, I am a huge fan of academia. I'm sure you realize. But it is not the end all. Just because we cannot excel in a particular area, it does not mean that there, there are not other areas that we can excel in. So we are truly learning so much from you. And I'm, I'm truly thankful for all the information that you're sharing with us today. So now if you had to leave our listeners with three pieces of advice, the three most important things that have gotten you to where you are today, what would you say those three pieces of advice would be? The three pieces of advice that I could leave anybody with is that love yourself, one. One and foremost, love yourself. Be committed to what you love and what you dream. And don't matter what people say about you, go get what is yours. All right. Number two, the best revenge of massive success. Don't spend time wasting time hating people. All right. You stay in your path and you stay in your lane and you do what is belonging to you, what is for you. And you go out there and get that. And the next thing is that is that when adversity comes your way, don't give up because you've been knocked down one time. Get up. Learn from what you've been knocked on from and work again and move up and keep doing it. 
and keep doing it over and over and over until you become a master of yourself. When you can master your emotions and you can master your mind, there's nothing in this world that you cannot accomplish as a human being. And that is my, my, my motto that I live by that. It's in my DNA. And remember, the best revenge is massive success, man, as it was said. You, you, the best way to do, to see, and, and, and one more thing, forgive. Forgive. That's a very hard lesson to learn. A lot of people die from it. A lot of people commit suicide from it. A lot of people lose everything because they have so much hatred in their heart. When a mind is pure and a heart is pure, guess what? Doors will always open for you and you will never go hungry no matter what comes your way. So, and, you and know. I'm, and I'm telling you, that is a big one. It's, it sounds pretty simple, but forgiveness yeah. is a tall order it's for deep. a lot of people. And what we don't realize is that we're drinking the poison and we're expecting the other person to person die. die. <laughs> it's That's simple. Right. That's how I think about it. So, you know, it's a process to work through. But if we think about it that way, that you're poisoning yourself and you're waiting for somebody else to die, and chances are they've moved on. They don't even think about you. They're going about your, their business. And right. there you are with them on your heart. Like I always so, say, don't so get let it go. Yeah, like I always say, don't get distracted by the destruction, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah, don't get distracted by the destruction. Stay so, so I'm suddenly ready to sign up for a class, and I'm sure. <laughs> so we, have, we have online fitness classes, um, yes. just for, for the benefit of your listeners. We have online self-defense classes. Now that we have we're in the Zoom era, we have online fitness classes, online Zoom classes, online martial arts classes, and you could do this in the comfort of your home. I don't need to touch you. I don't need to be with you in order for me to teach you how to be positive, in order for me to teach you how to be flexible, in order for me to teach you how to be strong. I can tell you, I live most of my martial arts days without a martial arts teacher. This black belt that you've seen around my waist, I had to train my own self through my own determination in order for me to go and get my black belt overseas in Trinidad. I didn't have a teacher to prepare me. Everything was over the telephone and everything was via DVD. And I was, when I step up on the stage, I was a force to be reckoned with. So if I can do it, you can do it. You just have to be one in it. But so you don't have to be, I could be right here and I could teach you so much physically, mentally, and spiritually. You know, this part of it where you have to hit something, that is just a fraction of what you really need to know when it comes to martial arts. Because martial arts is way more than kicking and punching. It's way, way more than kicking and punching. So certainly, deep. certainly, I can I can see that for sure. Now, tell us where do we go online? Where do we go to find you to sign up for your classes to connect with you? Social media, tell us tell us all about that. Well, I'm on a I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram at shehanshanarobin.com. Um, shehanshanarobin. That's where I am. Um, my telephone number. I'll give you my telephone number. I don't have a problem with that. Six zero four three one four. 0095 um and that's my whatsapp number so say it again say it again 604-314-0095 and that's my whatsapp number so you can contact me on whatsapp um i do a lot of different things um i've written a few books um getting ready to publish them um i've done uh what you call it a documentary about my life getting ready to publish that hoping that I can get it on Netflix one day because I think the content of it is so much powerful. So if there's somebody listening out here that have connection to Netflix, link me up and let's get a positive documentary that can empower the youth of the world 
um, by extension, you know, mm -hmm. created in Absolutely. a humble place, a humble beginning. Absolutely. I'm also on YouTube at Sheehan Shana Robin. I try to keep everything simple. Everything is Sheehan Shana Robin. So Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, Sheehan Shana Robin, and my telephone number. And um, my email is the same, Sheehan Shana Robin at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. All right, so I try to keep everything within the same, the same. And dot. do you have a website as well? Yes, our website for our dojo is www.uma-robinryu.ca. All right. Um, and what so I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, I'm going to upload all your information to my website, pushpast10.com. So again, pushpast, the number 10.com. Because, you know, I, I have to tell you, a few people might be struggling with how to spell she and Shana Robin. S H I H A N. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> you know. So I'm gonna make sure to get the spelling right and put it up on my website to make right. sure they can link you. Now, do you have a particular schedule for your Zoom classes? Um, I I tend to I man. People ask me where do I get the time to do everything that I do. Man, listen. God only gave us 24 hours, and for me, that's enough. So I, I work, I'm very flexible. I do this full time and I work with the schedule of other people as well. We have some scheduling classes. Like today I have classes at 5.30, which is like 8.30 um, Eastern time. So, but I could work with people from anywhere around the world based on the time zone, the time difference. Because as you know, Canada is uh, about three hours behind of the Eastern Caribbean time. But I can work according to where you are. I can work with you. I'm very flexible. I'm a very easy going person. You know, I don't make too much fuss about stuff, you know. Right. I mean, like, so so I think the most important thing is for them to just get in touch with you. And as we can see, there's yeah. the physical aspects in terms of the benefit, but there's yeah. also the mental aspects. So can you give us that phone number one more time? 604-314-0095. So there you have it, folks. I highly recommend um, Sheehan um, Robin if you're looking to become more physically um, active if you're looking for self-defense classes and again you don't have to be in Dominica or Canada he is ready to train you wherever you're located and at any level too any I work level. with any level I work with any walks of life um, I work with people with special needs I work with people all different stuff I do a, a lot of body work as well as well because I'm a certified masseuse um, so I do a lot of body work and, and so on and so forth so the, the, the holistic part of the martial arts is my forte. You know, I, I do my best to be as versed as I can in the field, and I take every aspect of it very seriously. Well, well, congratulations, and I don't say that in the lightest way at all because I think we've learned so much from your experience, from your life growing up. So, a sincerest congratulations to you. And you. do you have any final thoughts you would like to leave us with today? Well, I want to say to the people, you know, a lot of, there are some persons out there that are going for a difficult time. And I want to say to you to wake up, wake up and be the best person that you can be today. Today is the time. Don't wait until tomorrow to start going after your dreams. Tomorrow is a promise that may never come. Today is all you have. Right now is the time. Right now is the time to take advantage of whatever opportunity is there before you. So tap within yourself. Go look at yourself in the mirror and talk to yourself and tell yourself to wake up. Renew your mind because your positive future depends on you and you are the master of your emotion. Don't be your biggest enemy. Nobody else can break you but yourself. Simple yeah. as that.
Yeah, so this has been an enlightening conversation with you. And I am certainly looking forward to staying connecting with you. And oh, yes, you have yes, my yes. open invitation whenever you want to come back on. If you've published your book, you've said the documentary, we're going to keep our fingers crossed from Netflix. So as soon as that happens for you, you got to promise me, <laughs> you will come back on my show and 100%. tell us all about it. 100%. You just have to call me and I will show up. You know, anything to motivate people, anything to move someone from one point A to point B in a positive direction, I'm for it. You know what Good. I mean? So Good. you just want me on, we could talk, we don't have to talk about martial arts. We could talk yes. about finance. I'm down. Yes. We could talk about psychological issues. I'm down. We could talk about domestic issues. I'm down. Whatever the topic is that you want to talk about, you're looking and, at and, and you've certainly lived just about all of them. So I'm sure you're qualified to talk about it. Yeah, so, the wear the t-shirt. <laughs> So again, thank you for your time. And I look forward to staying connected with you through our WhatsApp group. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Simon. All Appreciate right. Thank you. And I'll talk to you soon. Bless night. Okay. You too. I cannot imagine a more disadvantaged background. So let us once again thank Sheehan Robin for opening up and sharing with us um, on the challenges that he's faced and how he was able to overcome those challenges and become an incredible success. By the way, just in case you're curious, the title Sheehan is a martial arts title which is reserved for those who have ascended to the highest level of being a master in a particular area of martial arts. So this is why he's referred to as Sheehan Robin. Now, don't be concerned if you did not get all the information that he was sharing in terms of his website and how to get in touch with him, because I will be sure to provide that information as well as the video interview of um, our conversation on my website, pushpast10.com. So just a reminder, I will be sharing his information just in case you would like to get in touch with him. So truly a wonderful interview. And again, thank you, um, Sheehan Robin, for coming on and sharing with us. So I think we can kind of get the sense of what today's topic is about. It is really about mental strength and mental endurance. Because let's face it, if I asked you right now, what are, the, what are some of the reasons that you have not been consistent with your goals? I think you would say something like, well, you know, life gets in the way. But I think more importantly, it's that we do not exert 
consistent effort in terms of reaching our goals. And for me, that is where mental endurance comes into play. Now, keep in mind, we often think of endurance with regards to an athlete, someone who is in a particular field of profession um, that they are working on in terms of sports. Oftentimes, we don't think of mental endurance as it applies to us in our personal life. So that is what I want you to think about. Being consistent requires mental endurance to be able to push ourselves to work on our personal goals every day, every week, every month until we see them through to fruition. So as always, I like to ensure that I leave um, us with a particular resource for additional information if you want to read up more on the various topics. And speaking of which, I just want to do a quick recap of some of the topics we have covered so far, just in case um, you want to keep track of how we're doing. So, so far, we've talked about pushing past the first 10 minutes. We've regards to working out on our goals. We've talked about preparing the nights before to ensure our success the next day. We've also talked about the importance of the environment that we create when we're trying to work on our goals. If you remember, we talked about the importance of having the right music, for example, to motivate us to work on our goals. And then we also talked about the importance of building relationships, building networks. And finally, today, we are talking about the importance of mental strength mental endurance to be able to push past and work on our goals. So the resource that I found um, today to help us to read up some more to get additional information on building mental endurance is from mensjournal.com and the title of the article, which of course, you know, I'll put on my website so you have access to it, is how to train yourself for mental toughness. So again, the title of the article is how to train yourself for mental toughness. And it is from Men's Journal. And I won't go too into too much detail on everything that they discussed, but there were some salient points that I want to point out to you as takeaways. So one of the points that they make with regards to building your mental endurance is to be a self-starter, right? So what that means to me is that you have to pretty much go it alone. So in the very first episode, I talked about my first personal goal that I used the psychology to help me achieve. And that goal was losing 20 pounds. Okay, so I was 20 pounds overweight and I was trying to get the weight off. And the first thing I realized is that this was a journey that I would have to take on my own. I know a lot of times we look for the support of other people in terms of having a a gym buddy to go to the gym and having somebody to keep us accountable. But I find that sometimes when we do so, it encourages, encourages us 
to rely on that other person for determination, for motivation. And once that person's determination and motivation begins to wane, then so does our motivation and our determination. So the article points out that you have to be a self-starter. You have to decide that this is a journey that only you are responsible for. And regardless of what else happens, you are going to pursue this journey. Another very important point I found from the article is to be positive. Let's think of all the thoughts that go through our mind on a daily basis. We have to admit that some of those thoughts are not always the most positive thoughts. So there might be thoughts of doubt, thoughts of fear, thoughts of anxiety. And what we are learning here is that we have to latch on to the positive thoughts. Essentially, we have to turn I can't to I can. Not even I will try. I don't believe in trying. I believe it should be from I can't to I can. So positive thinking is so very important and doing that on a daily basis. So on a daily basis, tuning in to the thoughts that are going through our minds and on a daily basis, working on changing those thoughts. Another one that I, I wanted to point out to you, which I thought was very important, was visualize your success daily. So if you're using this opportunity, the downtime to research, looking, um, opening up your own business, for example, I want you to visualize what that business looks like when it is successful, not if it is successful, when it is successful. So the idea is you begin with the end in mind. You see yourself as successful and that is going to propel you towards that success. So these are some of the points that I saw and I thought I would bring to your attention. So what I'm hoping that we realize from all that we are sharing here every Tuesday is that people who are successful, and I've said it before, with achieving goal after goal after goal, they are not special. They are not different. What they are is they are disciplined, they are consistent, and they know that failure is a part of the process right? And failure is such an important part of the process that I'm actually working on having somebody come to speak with us on the topic of how failure can propel us to success. So you can look forward to hearing that interview sometime soon. Now let's take a quick break as we enjoy this song from Dominica's own Gramax. And bear with me with the pronunciation. <laughs> it is called, I believe, Chue Mue. And for our non- Creole speaking fans, the ones who tune in every week, the song simply talks about essentially what Sheehan Robin talked to us about, of coming from nothing, of going hungry, of struggling every day, but in the end, achieving success. So let's enjoy this one from Gramax.
Thank you, Gramax, for this wonderful tune. And my apologies, there was a little bit of a hiccup with uh, the song coming on. So my apologies for that. But I hope you got to enjoy um, that song. So as we get ready to wind down yet another hour of Untapped Potential, I want to thank you for being here with me. I want to thank you for checking out the podcast of um, the shows from before and for inviting other people to be with us here every Tuesday at 5.30. Anyone who can benefit from the information that we are sharing. So next week, we are taking a completely different direction. We're going in a completely different area. We're going to be talking about um, our passion. What is your passion? And how can you turn your passion into a successful business? Our guest will be Mr. Felix Augustine, and he will tell us how he created his own opportunity where none existed. So yet another fascinating story of how to create opportunity, how to find success, how to be consistent with working on a goal and seeing it through to completion. So he will be with us for most of the hour because he has some very important lessons to share with us on being steadfast and not accepting no as the final hour. I am excited. I'm looking forward to hearing from him and I hope that you will set your reminder to join us. So at this point, I hope that you feel energized, you feel inspired, you feel powered up to um, take on the rest of the week. I hope that you have your notes, your projects, whatever you should be working on for the rest of the week. I hope that they're in your line of sight. What about the phone calls you said you were going to make this week to follow up on a certain aspect of your goal? What about the information you should be researching? Make the time. Remember, it's not about finding the time to work on your goals. It is about carving out sometime, once a week, twice a week, three times a week, whatever it takes to get your goal done. So again, thank you for being with us. It has been a pleasure. My name again is Dr. Simone, and I am here with you every Tuesday from 5.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. So have a wonderful evening and enjoy the rest of your music. And I've already heard from a couple of people that they're enjoying the music. So let me go ahead and get Gramax back on for you as you enjoy the rest of the music. Have a wonderful evening. Dip, dip.